as a doula, I've seen women struggle with their birth experiences. I've seen them feel helpless, even disempowered. Like birth is happening to them. Like it's an event that is happening to them and they are not a part of it. And it's so important to understand that your birth experience belongs to you and no one else. Welcome to the podcast where we get into the real and raw of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. My name is Hannah Gill. I'm a via back mom, doula, and birth educator, and I help women discover their options and harness their inner power to have the experiences they desire. I'm here to support you through the ebbs and flows of these transformative years so we can have open and honest conversations about the hard, the messy, and the beautiful parts of motherhood. This is the Ebb and Flow Birth Show. Hey there, welcome back to the Ebb and Flow Birth Show. This is episode number three. I am your host, Hannah Gill. And today I want to talk about something that may make people shift in their seats a little bit, maybe get a little uncomfortable, unsettled, defensive. This is a topic of conversation that can bring up some emotions and feelings from people, but I feel that it is an extremely important topic to talk about. So today I want to talk about taking radical responsibility and ownership of your birth experience specifically, but really for your pregnancy and motherhood in general. And really, I want to focus on taking that responsibility and ownership for your choices and being radically confident in those choices. And I want to preface this episode with saying that as a doula and a birth educator, I am not here to tell you what options are best for you or how to do anything. And honestly, I don't really care what choices you make about your pregnancy or your birth or or motherhood and your parenting decisions. All I really care about is that you do some self-reflection and inner work to know why you're making those choices and to stand confident and grounded and tall in your decisions. If you're going to make a decision about something, be so confident in your choices that when other people question your choices, you you don't question yourself. Don't apologize for it. Don't question it. So with this radical responsibility in relation to birth, why is taking ownership of your birth so important? As a doula, I've seen women struggle with their birth experiences. I've seen them feel helpless, even disempowered. Like birth is happening to them. Like it's an event that is happening to them and they are not a part of it. And it's so important to understand that your birth experience belongs to you and no one else. So taking ownership of your birth experience and really taking back that power to your to your inner power is so crucial for your physical, your emotional, and your mental well-being as a whole throughout pregnancy and birth. When you're actually active and involved in the decision-making process for, for every decision made throughout your pregnancy, your birth, your postpartum, you're definitely more likely to have a positive birth experience and to feel satisfied with how, your, how the care you received throughout that process. For example, 
two women could have the exact same care um, and events happen to them throughout their pregnancy and birth. But if they feel like they were not involved in the decisions that were being made or that they didn't have control over the situation, it can be really disempowering and feel like things were just happening to them and that they were not active participants and they were not involved in the process. And that can spark a lot of negative emotions about their pregnancy or birth, but also can cause some trauma um, if they perceive that they were just out of control. And feeling like you have no control over your birth can lead to some major feelings of disappointment or regret or guilt trauma. And a lot of people who do feel birth trauma, they do so because they felt like they were out of control of the situation and that they couldn't do anything about what was happening. I've heard people describe it kind of like an out-of-body experience. So they felt so out of control and not connected to the process that it was like they were looking in on themselves during whatever event was happening at that time. Taking Ownership and responsibility for your birth can look can look like educating yourself about the options that you have available to you. And this can be options of different care providers or different birth locations or different interventions that you could have or not have during your pregnancy and birth. So before my first birth, for example, I had no idea that there was such thing as a birth center. I just thought that there was the hospital and home for the options for birth. And then not only learning about locations of providers, but like I said, interventions that are commonly used throughout pregnancy and birth and having the knowledge of all these options gives you the ability to really make an informed decision that aligns with your values and then the goals that you want for your experience throughout your birth. No matter what type of birth you're having, there's some part of you that has a specific idea in mind of how you want your birth to unfold. And even if you don't make a birth plan, even if you are just going with whatever people around you are doing, you still have some personal want, need, desire for how you want your birth to turn out. Another way to really take ownership of your birth experience is to choose a provider that aligns with your values and goals for birth and communicate your preferences or your concerns to them. Make it extremely clear. So whether you have an OBGYN or a midwife, it's important to really communicate to them exactly what you want and make it very explicit, very very clear that you're the one in charge, you're the one making the decisions because you are hiring them to help support you. You are their clients, or as they would say, patient. You are the one in charge, and they're the consultants through this process. And making the communication very clear and direct will help them understand your unique needs and can help them work with you to create a birth environment, birth plan, birth setup that meets your expectations. In the U.S. medical system, specifically, everything is very standardized. Everything's standard practice. Everyone's basically treated the same based on policies and procedures and with things that are routinely done. But this is 
obviously not how it should be. We are all individuals. We all have very unique needs and being able, learning and practicing and being able to communicate those needs to your care team will only benefit you. It's like when, so for example, I can't expect my husband to know what I need from him to make my experiences better unless I communicate those needs because he can't read my mind and your provider can, and your care team cannot read your mind. And it's for important for you to take that responsibility for your care and your health and to communicate what you want. Even though, I mean, we're putting our trust in our lives and our baby's lives into the hands of these providers, they are not all knowing. You know yourself and your body and your baby the best. So communicate to them explicitly what you're wanting, what you're feeling, what you're needing. You are the expert on your own body and your care provider is there to support you in making the best decisions for you and your baby. I know a lot of times a lot of care providers can get a bad rap, but not all individual OBGYNs are bad. Not all midwives are great. And I know that they do. The system itself has put limits on them and they're constrained by the systems that they're certified by or their employer. And it's not always the individual provider that is bad or doing something wrong. I do know that there are really crappy providers out there, regardless of if they're OBGYNs or midwives. There are just some really poor providers out there. But really, it's the medical system in the U.S. specifically as a whole and insurance companies and legal systems and things like that that are that are making things worse. Because there could be some great providers out there that are wonderful human beings. But when you really think about it, and this can be a topic for a whole nother episode, but as much as you want, as much as we believe that providers should be, have our best interest at heart, that's just not the way it's going to be because they have to think about themselves and are they going to get sued? Are they going to lose their job and not be able to provide for their families? And I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt that not all providers are choosing to do things poorly or to treat you poorly. A lot of it has to do with legalities and and just the way the medical system is, unfortunately. But because of this and because of the way the system is, this is really ultimately why taking ownership of your birth means that you have to be the one to be advocating for yourself and for your baby. You have to take charge and take things into your own hands. And this is one thing that a lot of women are extremely uncomfortable doing. They don't like conflict. They don't like confrontation. They just sit back passively and go with whatever their provider is telling them because that's what we have been conditioned to do as women, especially in the U.S. But advocating for yourself and your baby is one of the number one most important things you can do throughout your pregnancy, birth, and motherhood experience. And it really means trusting in your body's ability to birth in seeking out the support and resources that will help you achieve your desired birth outcome. By doing this, I truly believe that you can have a positive and empowering birth experience that you can truly look back on with joy and cherish and just overwhelmingly good emotions. And I believe that a lot of how you perceive your birth and how it unfolds has a lot to do with your ability to be active in the process and to be a part of it. 
but I understand that you may have fear or anxiety around taking this kind of radical responsibility for your choices in pregnancy and birth and postpartum. And that fear and anxiety really is one of the biggest obstacles that women face when it comes to taking charge of their birth and their experiences. I believe this is especially true for women who have either had a a previous traumatic birth experience or they've been taught and conditioned that birth is a scary, emergent medical event, which it's not. It is the most natural, physiological thing that our body was made to do. And obviously, it doesn't always turn out that way. Not everyone's body is going to be able to birth or or do things the same way. But inherently, like at its core, at its simplest essence, birth is a natural physiological process, not an emergency, not a medical event. And decisions about your birth should not be made out of fear. For example, you should not plan a home birth simply because you fear the hospital. That is one of the worst reasons actually to plan a home birth. And it's important to realize and recognize that, yes, it's normal to have fears, but you can use this fear to be a powerful motivator. It can really help you to take action to get the birth that you want and to have a positive birth experience and a positive birth outcome. Use that fear as fuel and channel it into action and advocacy rather than you know, allowing it to stop you in your tracks and to to freeze you and not take action. As someone who has experienced a previous C-section that was unwanted and unplanned and that has gone through birth trauma, I personally, I truly personally understand the fear and the uncertainty that can come with the idea of having another traumatic birth. And for me, that fear was around having another C-section. So instead of letting that fear just shut me down and stop me from having the birth I wanted, I chose to use that fear as a catalyst, as fuel for my VBAC journey, rather than allowing it to control me and to control my decisions. And I did this through education and research and finding a supportive birth team. And by getting educated and getting that knowledge surrounding what my options were and really getting in tune with what I wanted, I was able to turn the fear around having another C-section into a sense of empowerment because I was the one taking charge of my birth and how it was going to unfold. And by owning that process and taking that responsibility, taking it into my own hands, I was able to really make informed decisions. I was able to have the birth that I desired in the end. And I want other women to know that you have that power too. You can take charge and you can be in control and be an active participant in your pregnancy and birth and motherhood journey. Another primary point to remember, and this is where you're going to start shifting in your seat. You may start getting uncomfortable defensive even, is that you have a choice in everything. And you may be uncomfortable with the thought that your choices in pregnancy and birth could have a bad outcome. So when you're weighing the pros and cons and trying to make a decision, 
it can be really unsettling to think, okay, if I make such and such decision, there could be a bad outcome. But it's important to understand that birth is unpredictable and bad outcomes do happen regardless of what you do to prepare or what choices you make. And there are things that are beyond our control. But wouldn't you rather take back that power, do everything in your power to give yourself and your baby the best chance as a, at a positive outcome? I would rather personally be making the decisions about my pregnancy and my birth and be responsible for those decisions, whether the outcome is bad or not, because if the outcome is bad, I know that I did everything in my power to get the experience that I wanted and that I knew was best for me and my baby. Why would you leave the decisions about something so precious and important and sacred and vulnerable as pregnancy, birth, and motherhood? Why would you leave that in the hands of someone else? That is yours. That is your experience to own. With my first pregnancy and birth, I I relinquished that power. I didn't know my options or that I had a choice on certain things. So please, please remember that you have a choice in everything. It is yours and your baby's experience, nobody else's. And of course, yes, your care team, your friends, your family, they can give you recommendations and advice, but ultimately the decision is yours to make. They're just there to help and be consultants in the process, but it's your body, it's your baby, it's your birth, it's your experience. The decision is yours. And in relation to relinquishing that power and handing over your autonomy to someone else, I have heard so many women say things like, I had to be induced. I had to get an epidural. I had to have a C-section. But really, when it comes down to it, those are still choices that you had to make. You choose to sign the consent forms for all of these interventions, whether you read the consent form or not, and you ultimately have to choose to be induced, choose to get an epidural, or choose to have a C-section. No, it's probably not the choice you wanted to have to make. You're probably, your arm is kind of twisted, or there are circumstances surrounding those choices that, yeah, this is not a choice I really have to, I wanted to have to make but I still have to make a choice. No one is forcing you to make any sort of decision. Yes, obviously there are instances where providers use coercive language or rhetoric or try to persuade you to do certain things, but legally, side note, legally, no one can force you to do anything. So if they did, please reach out to a patient advocate because that is considered medical abuse and it is illegal, highly illegal. So really, you're still making that decision. So for example, I did not want to have a C-section, but I chose to do that because I thought it was the only option. I thought it was best for me and my baby. I still had to make that decision. I had to consent. They couldn't just force me back into the OR to have surgery. Of course, there could be emergency situations where you are not responsive. You are not capable of making like a decision in that moment, but specifically at a hospital, you sign those consent forms ahead of time for those emergency reasons. You can, of course, take back 
that consent, withdraw that consent at any point during your pregnancy, birth, um, or postpartum experiences. But the point is, is that these are all still decisions and choices that you have. And because you still had to make those choices, instead of saying, oh, I had to have this done and feeling bad about it, switch that, that mindset and own your freaking choices. Be confident in them. Take your power and autonomy back. Really, you just, like I said, you need to reframe that mindset. Instead of saying, I had to get induced, say, I chose to get induced because I felt it was safest for me and my baby. I chose to get an epidural because I was exhausted and my body needed to rest. Or I chose to get a C-section because I knew in my heart it is what was best. Shift that power back to yourself instead of to everyone around you. It can really help you see your birth in a whole new light and from a different perspective and could even prevent some of that trauma. At the end of the day, taking this radical responsibility for your decisions and owning it for your birth, your pregnancy, your postpartum, motherhood, whatever, it's so crucial for achieving that positive feeling and empowering experience about your birth. Even if it's not the outcome you want, for example, say I was preparing and planning for a VBAC, but I ended up with a repeat C-section. Even if it's not the outcome you want, you can still feel empowered and in control knowing that you were the one making the decisions. You were the one taking the power and you were doing what was best for you and your family, not just listening to what everyone else was telling you to do. In my own personal experience, when I was planning for my VBAC, I prepared for everything. I prepared myself for a VBAC that was unmedicated. I prepared myself for a VBAC with an epidural. I prepared myself for an emergency C-section, an unplanned C-section, a scheduled C-section. I made a birth plan for my VBAC, and I also made a birth plan for a C-section. I was taking that power back and making decisions about every which way my birth could unfold. Even though I didn't want a C-section, I wanted to be mentally and physically prepared in the event that that happened. I wanted to be in control of my mindset and making the decisions about everything along the way. And even if I ended up with a less than optimal outcome, I knew in my heart I would be at peace with it. I would feel empowered and I would feel happy about how my birth turned out because I was the one in charge. I was the one making the decisions every step of the way. And I was so confident in all of my decisions. I did exactly what I wanted, when I wanted, and I took back that power. Even when people questioned me or told me not to be back because it was dangerous or thought I was crazy for not wanting an epidural, even in in those instances, I felt confident and strong in my decisions. And I am a firm believer that if people are questioning your decisions or getting defensive about decisions you're making, it's because they are wavering and not confident in their own decisions. They have not taken that radical responsibility and ownership for the decisions they are making. So when someone else makes a decision that is against what they would do, they get very defensive and start to question you and bring you down for the decisions that you're making. So be so confident 
in your own decisions that when other people question you, you do not question yourself. And I titled this episode as Radical Responsibility as if any of this should be considered radical. This should just be the norm. We as human beings and as women should be taking this ownership. It's our life. It's our birth. It's our motherhood experience. And it's for us to own and to take charge of. Right now, if you're feeling like, wow, Hannah, I really need to stop making excuses and start taking ownership of my experiences and my life and my health, then please send me a DM over on Instagram at Ebb and Flow Birth Co. so we can chat about it because this is one of my favorite topics. And three to four years ago, I did not have this mindset. I was one of those women that was just handing over all of my power to everyone else around me, but not anymore because I've done a lot of inner work and soul searching and research and got educated. And I just think this is such an important message and topic to talk about. So please just take that power and responsibility back because the power really is within you to make all of these decisions for yourself, your family, your baby, your life. The decisions aren't up to anyone else. You can look to other people for guidance, but ultimately it's up to you to make those choices. And you have the power and the capability to make your pregnancy and birth and postpartum exactly what you want it to be. Even if you have to have a change of plan or things turn out out the way you wanted them to, you can still be in such an empowered state. And at least you'll have been an active participant and not just sitting back passively and letting everything happen to you instead of with you and for you. So I really appreciate everyone that has listened to the first few episodes and been with me through the first three so far. And I hope that you continue listening and that if you're enjoying the podcast so far, I would love it if you could leave a review or a rating wherever you're listening to the show. I obviously do not have any paid sponsors, so leaving a review or sharing the podcast on social media is the best way you can support me and the show. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next week. You just finished another episode of the Ebb and Flow Birth Show. For more, head over to ebbandflowbirthco.com or on Instagram at ebbandflowbirthco. As a reminder, this podcast is provided to you for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice. Until next time, bye friends.